0: Tickets available right now at WHMPodcast.com. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the
1: people you can't stand. Be
0: all year. And this week we are kicking off Listener Requests. Yeah! Me. Very excited about this. That, Let's was, my, get... that was my Howard Dean. <laughs> oh, that guy was crazy, right? Yeah, he was so crazy. He had a bunch of crazy ideas. Well, wow, what a great way to kick off the show talking about ex presidential <laughs> candidate Howard Dean.
1: I think he's a pharmaceutical lobbyist now. But anyway, let's get to the show.
0: Sure. I'm Andrew Jupe and Steven Zadak, Eric Sisko. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week, we are indeed talking about The Shadow, starring Alec Baldwin, of course, from the, the long-off year of 1994. It's directed by a, a fellow named Russell Mulaki. Do you know what else he did, man? He
1: did The yeah. Highlander. Oh, two really? Highlanders. The first two. Yeah. And, one's uh, good. One's
0: not. Sure. The quickening. That's terrible. Yeah. Possible stay tuned. A definite stay That was tuned. called in twice, by the way. It, it had a higher percentage. You know what? In the In the, in the uh, ping pong balls that we had like right. rattling around, <laughs> it had a higher percentage, but it didn't make it through. It did oh. not
1: make it through. But, you know, Steve, last year you had this uh, grandiose statement of we will do Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. This year, I'm going to say, we're going to do Highlander 2. Okay, there, you, there go. you go.
0: Nice. Highlander 2. Highlander it. colon the quickening. Yes. Is, Highlander,
1: is what, II <laughs> colon, slash, www.quickening. Forward
0: quickening. slash, remember. <laughs> forward, yes. Uh, uh, so, by the way, this is the kickoff of Listener Request Month, and this was requested by Lisa from D.C. This is what she had to say. Hey, guys, uh, this is Lisa from Washington, D.C., big fan of the show. I actually came and saw you guys uh, do Waterworld live. It was great. Um, And uh, I asked for this before, but I'm going to do it again. 1994 is The Shadow, starring Alec Baldwin's very hairy chest and Jonathan Winters and Ian McKellen just not caring. Thanks a lot. Bye.
1: All right, Lisa. Challenge accepted. And well, she did not. Also, did not get picked just because she bought a ticket. We did the lottery. We did. <laughs> it was like Shirley
0: Jackson's The Lottery. Uh-huh. Now, you that? have to die, Lisa. Just a reminder, gang. This is a comedy show, and we're not actually threatening anyone with death. That's no, true. but it
1: could happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. No, we're not involved. That's
0: just... it So, speaking of dark... <laughs> yeah, good transition. Thank uh, you. The shadow, whatever, man. Like, I mean, you that, know what? Yeah. Whatever, man. You want to make a shadow movie, go fucking right ahead. You did. <laughs> <I> <laughs> now, think this was a... It was a radio program. Right. And also, like, magazine short stories. Pulp stuff, and yeah. then, like, was eventually a, comic strips. And oh, then, yeah. Like, I bet there was a comic yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> well, <then> there's comic <laughs> strips at first, like the, the... Like, dailies and shit like oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah, the... uh
1: yeah, the the, the, strips, those, like, like, those
0: ridiculous like Dick Tracy things where three panels occur and nothing happens. The best
1: is the Prince Valiant
0: <laughs> ones. Yeah, that's just nothing. There's all oh, none of those are anything. Spider Man was always the best because it's always like three panels of like, oh man, I got to make it home for Mary Mary Jane's birthday. Okay, I'm in the car now. End of <laughs> end of sequence. Tune in next week, gang, and you can read more about Spider-Man driving to a birthday party in Hollis, Queens. Maybe the Green Goblin will show up. Maybe he'll get stuck in traffic. Who knows? Man, yeah, I... I just don't give a shit about comic strips. Unless it's like short comedy things. Like you can make Garfield work. You can make Peanuts work. Mm. The far side of class. Sure. Spider-Man driving to a birthday party and it <laughs> takes fucking two and a half months for him to get there? I don't think so. <laughs> side question. Why Spidey's is- trapped in the Nexus. <laughs> <laughs> side question. What? Why was little Orphan Annie always getting kidnapped? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, she was always, like, on train tracks. Like, you know what? Leave that lady alone. Yeah, well, you know, she's unsupervised. She's an orphan. She's got a glaucoma. Like, things are not going well for her. <laughs> Leave her alone. Back then, you could do anything with orphans. You're just like, let this girl die.
1: Speaking of stuff back then, the biggest problem, I think, with the shadow yeah. of 94 and probably all together sure. is... I don't know, this is a dirty word now, but, like, the Orientalism. Oh, yes, yeah. oh, big you time. You know, like, the yes. whole, like, ooh, we're doing Fu Manchu stuff, everyone. Is, aren't you excited for that?
0: Yeah, no, and it's we. I mean, and even in 94, man, like, that, if we were past that point. It's too little too late. I will give this movie credit. There are no super stereotypical Chinese accents, which I appreciate. No, and we're also casting actual Asian actors. Also, right. th- that's two for two, but all of it's terrible. You know yeah. but like and like the, uh, the uh, and like Alec Baldwin has like these Mandarin fingernails in the beginning. Dude, well, he speaks Mandarin. Right. I mean, he's got like uh, some serious Harvey Keitel and Taxi Driver cocaine fingernails. <laughs> like he really does, and it's like the only part about him that's like adapted to that culture did is you the fingernails. He, did you see what he said about you? Called you a little chicken wing. <laughs> Anyway, let's go on. But, I mean, this movie starts and you're like, wait, what happened? It's just like Alec Baldwin doing coke in fucking, uh, or doing opium. Opium, oh man. More specifically. Yeah, because obviously. Back in the 20s, I guess. 30s. He's just living it. He's got this long hair. He's not wearing his shirt. Nope. Oh yeah, why would you? Well, because he's already got one on. It's his fucking chest hair. Trish like... Arquette's out in front, you know, <laughs> watching TV. They're,
1: this like he's got like this harem going on. I guess that's also kind of a dirty word. But um...
0: well, uh, this is a thing where it's like you need to give me something at the start of this movie. I'm watching this movie. I know nothing about the of shadow because you you're one hundred forty nine years old. Exactly. I didn't fucking fight in World War Two. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And I'm just like, I'm like, wait a second. You don't remember Orson Welles before he was Orson Welles. Yeah, you know, and I'm like... Oh, that Wunderkind? <laughs> oh, that, that Wunderkind from the Mercury Theater Players. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's making a movie, is he? Oh, oh my. I mean,
1: can he make that transition from radio to uh, the moving picture?
0: I think he's going to fail. That Citizen Kane's going to be garbage. You watch. I thought, I'm watching this movie. I was like, oh, my God. Is he supposed to be an Asian guy? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought this was at first. No, yes. he's just
1: he's just an expat man. Yep, and he's now he's running the show.
0: He's fucking he's fetishizing that culture too, which is just kind of weird. Spoiler alert: This is what Chris Cabot is doing right now. Is he's oh, yeah. got long, long hair? He's got mm-hmm. long yep. fingernails. Yep, he's got a very stereotypical <laughs> Asian harem going on. I, we, you know,
1: actually, all of us have lived with Chris Cabot for mm-hmm. a fashion, and we can all confirm that.
0: He's no friend to his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just him being him. Alec Baldwin should not had should not have had these uh, MC Hammer pants on in this scene, though. <laughs> these parachute pants he's got on. How about just like uh-huh. a little like Gerard Butler in 300 diaper? How, yeah, or just like a robe. You know robe. what I mean? I like, think robes is the answer. Robe yep. is the way you can hide up most of that chest hair. And it's <laughs> it's really relaxing. And this is like fucking uh uh caveman lawyer wig is what he, it's it's straight out of SNL casting this wig they plop on his head
1: you he's know. like a drug uh, kingpin here and right well what is exactly going on is it like some old man's being shoved at him
0: well it's the it's the dude who is uh the restaurant manager from Seinfeld he's yes. also Tia Carrere's dad in Wayne's World yeah. too. I mean, he's been around the block a thousand times.
1: What's what his name? Is like
0: James Hong. I think it's James you? Hong. Yeah, and you know he's great in a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Cartwright, you know, it's so fucking funny. That's I saw him and I just went Cartwright <laughs> four. You know, uh, and, and he's a, a just, lot of NBC stars are in this movie. We'll get into that as well. Uh, but so, the
1: whole cast of Thirty Rock.
0: <laughs> the intro scene is like James Hong is on trial for like kind of trying to cut. Alec Baldwin's character out of something and he just gets shot and like Alec Baldwin is shown to be a really bad dude like yes he he takes like his interpreter hostage and he's like you've been like a father to me I would never ever uh, let anything happen to you and he turns to his guards like shoot through him yeah shoot through him wow what a bad dude. And yet, you're, it's a real our hero, ladies and gentlemen. This Lamont Cranston. Lamont then, Cranston, by the way. Yeah, what a what a name. And then he's doing a little bit of sex tourism because he's in the middle of an orgy in the next scene. Well, yeah. well no, it's not it's not tourism anymore. He's taking a residency. <laughs> yeah, this guy has set up shop in the sex district. <laughs> And it's like what am i what am i on are uh-huh. honestly even watching again, I have no idea what the shadow is it's like is this is this the movie yeah <laughs> I wouldn't i
1: I saw this as a youngster, yeah, and um, I hadn't seen it in so long and i and I watched it last night, and I was like, wait a second,
0: wait he is the shadow right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the good guy, right what's going on here? is he possessed by no, he just he gets kidnapped, he goes to a temple it's and it's like this 14-year-old Asian boy with the voice of the movie announcer. And he's like, hello, I am the ancient such-and-such. Such. I am part of the movie phone dynasty. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, what <laughs> the fuck? God. Gotham must be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he kind of, like, he's sort of a ghost. I, I this guess kid, so. I don't know what's going on. He basically was like, hey, man, guess what? You're going to be the shadow Uh, I'm going to teach you how to use your mind powers. You're evil now, but you won't be forever. And then you're like, what? It's like how they
1: rehabilitate people in the rest of the world. In America, they throw you in jail. Toss the key away. Sure. In the mythical big O, I won't say it. (laughs) You are like turned into like a vengeful spirit, but it's in a good way.
0: Yeah, it's like you're just you're doing time, fighting crime for your sins. And I guess because they don't really even explain it, it's because he's in the opium business. Is that the idea here? I don't. I have no idea. We actually cut to a scroll, which is amazing. I've never seen a delayed scroll in my life. I almost like, fell off the fucking couch. Fifteen minutes in, you lost your scroll privileges. I'm <laughs> Most certainly, absolutely. Because it's just like it's like deleted scenes. Like, oh, we lost a reel. I don't know. Put a scroll. <laughs> Because it's just like, eh, it's like... No you, one's reading it. He's, he's like, just, you will learn, my son, you will learn. And it's like, and then he did learn, and all this other stuff happened, blah, no blah, blah, No one's saying anything, though. It's just almost silent, right? It's silent. Then it
1: comes up, it's like, seven years later, New York City.
0: Well, and it's it, there's a gag there, too, because it's like, Lamont Cranston decided the best use of his shadow powers would g- to be to go back... To the place, and they don't say "wretched hive of scum and villainy," but it's close it's enough, so close. And it just like cuts to you know the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is ellipses. Cut to the Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. and it's New York City seven years later. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, I live in a dump town." Uh, uh, funny you should laugh like that because that's all Alec Baldwin. This ca- this fake cackle is I the mean, worst. What what? I mean, was the laugh supposed to be like his batarang, like it's distracting people <laughs> and intimidating people that he's just cackling like a hyena ha 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 ha, ha. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. I, I can't do it as good well, as it's ball. Well, sometimes it's like that, like a pervert laugh. <laughs> what? That's not what I was doing. But... <laughs> I'm the shadow. <laughs> but then other times it's like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're right, he's the Wicked Witch of yeah, the, and I'm of just the like... Far East. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just silly. And you know, maybe that shit is entertaining on a radio broadcast. Yeah. I actually found... A podcast that lays out um, like old timey radio shows. Like they just post old timey radio shows, oh, and they
1: just they just repost. They just post, yeah. And the shadow, time.
0: the shadow is one of them. And I want to give them a quick quick plug. It's a thing that's just called classic radio drama is the name oh, of it. But you can find it on iTunes, they've oh, got wow. like hundreds of episodes. I guess that's
1: public domain now.
0: Yeah, it must be. Man, yeah. For a
1: second, I thought you were going to tell me that there was. A podcast about 1994's The Shadow that examines it one minute at a time. Oh, man. (laughs) Each week, it's
0: another minute of The Shadow. Hey, have you got no life? (laughs) One minute at a time. Could we get any more niche than one minute of The Shadow every (laughs) week? We've guaranteed ourselves 148 episodes. Strap in for the exciting podcast that is 1994's The Shadow: colon, Minute by Minute. Um, this part is just the scroll again. <laughs> Sorry, we're in the doldrums here, guys. It's good. There's more movie to come, but like it's this a scroll three, comes it's, out of nowhere and it just
1: lasts. It's three minutes, so you know
0: you're spending the majority that. of a month on the <laughs> scroll. But I mean oh, like man. whatever, man. Like <laughs> it's this like I mean, like uh it's a a Batman esque scene, which I know the Shadow is was uh based on the on Batman or Batman right. was based on the shadow at least a little bit, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you get this vibe, right? So like there's this fellow who has witnessed a crime, so they're putting cement shoes on him and they're gonna throw him off the Brooklyn Bridge. The funny thing, I was sitting there, I was like, Have I ever seen a cinematic instance of cement shoes? Uh Dick Tracy. Oh, right. Not all the right. Path, big boy. Not the bat. Yeah, you're right. And okay. I mean, like, that, this has got to be others. Too. I was the trying don't... to remember if there was cement shoes in Casino, but I don't think there is. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, this whole movie's got the stink of Dick Tracy all over it. It most certainly does. Well, because it was only what? Like, Dick Tracy was a few years before this. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the whole Dick like, what, 91, maybe? 1, 2, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. This fucking reeks of Dick Tracy. And honestly... I'd rather be watching Dick Tracy. Oh, for sure, it's way more interesting stylistically. Sure, you're putting up with Madonna, but who hasn't? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like there's, you know, uh, Warren Beatty's years of blackmail got every actor in the world in that movie. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like, I just feel like he 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 finally got his network of spies, and it's like everyone's going to be a Dick Tracy. Like, wait, what? You're a
1: prune face (laughs) now.
0: I mean, you're talking like a pre-Scent of a Woman, um, Al Pacino, I do believe. Sure. Uh, you got um, uh, Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles for no reason. Oh, my God. Oh now, God. I don't remember that movie in the slightest because I probably haven't seen it since the early 90s. Same it's year. long, and it doesn't stop. Are we talking about a stay-tuned situation for Dick Tracy? Kind of, sort of, maybe. Yeah. Wow,
1: we might get letters now. I bet there, there's a bunch of Tracy heads out there. <laughs> oh,
0: big-time Trace heads out there. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, but they all have flat tops. <laughs> <laughs> All these ghouls and goblins pretty, that like that movie. It's, it's
1: ironic that Dick Tracy would beat them up for their <laughs> for that appearance.
0: I mean, so whatever. I mean, like the shadow stops so, this dude from being murdered. But
1: this bridge now, and this whole version of New York City is very much a New York City I want to live in. It's yeah. a New York City where five people live there. There's <laughs> yes. no one on yeah. this bridge. No one driving by whatsoever. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's walking around as the king of New York later on. You, know, you see like one guy shine his shoes and then move along.
0: It's almost as if it was on a soundstage the whole time. It's eerily like that. I mean, I can kind of appreciate they're going for the look as if this movie was made in the 1930s. Sure, Minus all the terrible 1994 computer effects that are farting around. Ah, That's a true. big problem. Like, If you don't got it, why bother? You know what I mean? Like, well, because you I, could do he, this movie without any of these effects. Right. True. Here's the thing, though, that I kind of wonder. I mean, we're talking '94. We've also made fun of movies like Spawn. You know, sure. these movies in the '90s that are using CGI. The thing about it is, somebody had to do it first. Somebody had to make a shitty-looking movie with computers. That's true. But I mean, your movie is
1: called The Shadow, and one of his big powers is being a shadow. And you know what's not that hard to make? A fucking real shadow. <laughs> I've seen it to great effect in many
0: films. Yeah, you could look through the it, entire German Expressionism movement, exactly. film noir. Exactly. I yeah.
1: mean, even Spielberg uses shadows pretty well in Raiders and whatnot. Yeah. But like in this, oh my lordy lord! I mean, it it's looks, just a cartoon. It's kind of like Mortal Kombat. It's the it's video Mortal game Kombat. special oh, oh. effect. Yeah. Oh, it's, he's, this is not the shadow. This is Noob Saibot.
0: <laughs> he's kind. Of, yeah, he's very Noob Saibot.
1: And there's more Mortal Kombat because. Yeah. I don't, and this never happened to to you guys, probably. But I thought the whole movie; I thought the villain was actually Genghis Khan.
0: I did too. And I, yeah. I, I
1: read online; I was like, "Wait,
0: what?" Shao Khan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like he was the ghost of Genghis Khan the whole time. Me too. Why he came out of the tomb of Genghis Khan? That's what's purposely attend- confusing. Right. In, the middle, in the middle of the movie, he's like, "No, no, I'm the descendant of it." I'm like, "Wait, you? Can-? I mean, like, I did get it because he said it, and I was like, right, Oh, I-, I thought he. A, I thought he was lying at first. And then B, I was like, oh, that's worse. Well, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I believe like the Karloff mummy movie where like he claims, I, I, if I'm remembering right, he's he claims Mu- to be he's... the descendant of whoever he actually Wait, is. Kind so of thing. he's the mummy junior? No, he's not. But he tells people that, that oh. he
1: meets in the town. So great, 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 great he might grandson. be Genghis Khan, but he's going
0: by Shao Kahn. Well, it would have been interesting if they found some, like, supernatural way for him to actually be Genghis Khan. No. But it is just kind of like... Why
1: is he dressed in the Mongol armor? And He's got all these Mongol warriors, and I'm just like... See, this one what really threw me. I did not realize this guy was of the early 20th century. I thought he was Genghis
0: Khan, so I'm like, what does Genghis Khan know about gasoline? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was like... What does he know What a gun is He's like Oh I have a taste For American bourbon I'm like Since when Genghis (laughs) God Is there something I'm missing (laughs) It's funny I had the same thing Because I thought He was lying I mean like it would have been more interesting if he was lying. This I mean, this comes out of a scene where uh John Lone who plays uh I think it's Sharon Khan or whatever. Sh- I think yeah, Sharon Khan or something like that. Yeah. Shao Khan. <laughs> Cody Khan. <laughs> hey, I'm Cody Khan, I'm a descendant of Genghis. <laughs> I grew up in Long Beach and loved surfing, just like my great, 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 <laughs> great, 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 great grandfather, Genghis, loved surfing. But aren't we all somewhat, yes! I mean, we, we talked about this, a little bit of a descendant of the Genghis Khan? Yes, he see, our, the world. see our episode on The Conqueror. Everyone.
1: Is Genghis Khan?
0: You got a little Genghis in you. <laughs> so he comes out like the dad from Alf. And, oh man! And the uh, 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 Jerry Seinfeld's uh, worst uh, plane companion ever. Farfel, uh, put your shoes on. They discover this thing, and the dad from Alf is like, "Oh, jeez!" He's doing his, his classic. Jeez, oh, where's my crack pipe? <laughs> that, guy, that guy was a big drug addict, huh? I think so, right? I have no idea. I think, I think you're thinking of the... Jerry Stahl. Uh, well, anyway, this guy
1: might have smoked crack, too.
0: <laughs> Basically, he comes out and he kills these people and like he can hypnotize you. So he tells this uh, security guard to blow his brains out. And yeah, he's yeah. dressed like Genghis Khan in the history book. And he's
1: coming out of a suc- like a sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
0: a real Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> moment. Oh, no, Genghis. (laughs) Oh, Genghis, put the gun down, dude. (laughs) It's kind of stupid, too, because he's definitely just doing, like, Jedi mind tricks on these people. There's
1: so much Jedi stuff.
0: It's a power that Alec Baldwin also has from his shadow training, where he's yelling at his uncle, played by Jonathan Winters, who's the police commissioner. And it's like, no, you're not going to investigate the shadow anymore. You're just going to sit down and eat this steak and it's going to be delicious. And he's like, Yeah, I will just eat this steak and it will be delicious. And those aren't the droids I'm looking for. (laughs) And you're like, What a
1: fucking ripoff. What was that? That was nothing. (laughs) <laughs> let's get back to guarding this death star but his, I mean I don't I mean you the know the shadow might have invented the Jedi exactly tricks sure. for to, all I
0: know to quote Eric Siska put your tweet down sir I'm <laughs> and, sure the shadow was doing it before Lucas wrote Star Wars can we just get uh, So he, he basically uh, the sh- we're kind of all over the place the movie's yeah. terrible um, he, uh, <laughs> he saves this guy's life this guy guy's cement shoes he he makes this uh, he scares all these people by doing Mortal Kombat tricks and he shoots off this dude's cement shoes by the way that's that's a nice little trick. That's a risk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of sorry. It is. Sorry about shooting your feet up. Yes. Sorry about your ankles, but now you don't have cement shoes anymore. Oh, by the way, this is my associate Peter Boyle. He'll be driving me the entire film. Dude. Also, by the way, your life now belongs to me. Wait, what? Yeah. So if the <laughs> shadow helps you out, wait, what? You become the shadow's servant, basically. His agent, he calls it. Which is yeah, the nice yeah, way to yeah, yeah. Yeah, way to fucking put lipstick on a pig. Put this giant red
1: ring on. It won't be really obvious if someone breaks up my network. <laughs> it's not like they could all see, hey, all these people working for the shadow <laughs> have the exact
0: same ring.
1: That's It's, it's so just the dumb. fashion
0: of the time. <laughs> but I saved your life and now it belongs to me so wear this red ring. Yeah, uh, boss, it's me, Peter Boyle, driving you around in this taxi day in and day out. <laughs> I just wanted to get back to you saving my life. You kind of just made me quit smoking. I mean, yeah, sure. But come on. Is that what it was? No, no, they don't say. But yeah. like, no. he's
1: just- I want that side movie, though, of Peter Boyle <laughs> as this taxi driver, you know? Because yeah. I bet back in the 30s and whatnot, it probably got pretty hairy, too. Well,
0: you know what you might be able to do is just watch Taxi Driver right. and where Peter Boyle also <laughs> plays a I fucking suppose, taxi driver. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. He says something racist and Alex Baldwin's like, wait, what'd you say up there? (laughs) Nothing. I was getting visions of myself from 1974. (laughs) I'm
1: just saying, you know, you don't go uptown, maybe, Travis. Why
0: don't you just have a ham sandwich in here? Lamont, you're not going to want to go past 110th Street, if you know what I'm saying, Lamont. Just saying, Lamont. But, like, he is, like, fucking... I mean, like, some agents, it's like, one day I will come and I will ask a favor of you and you will have to not refuse me. Much is, like Don Corleone. Which sure. is totally fine. Yes. But, like, literally, he's like, "Boil, I think I need milk from this store. And it's like, <laughs> oh, come on. Well, it's awesome, too. It be ten years <laughs> ago, Shadow. Give it up. This guy that he saves with the cement shoes is very reasonably, like, what do you mean? I have to work from you for you? He's like, I have a job, I've got a family, yeah. and Baldwin's like, no more, bub. And you're like, <laughs> okay, but then you see later in the movie, Peter Boyle doesn't need to have a wife, yes, and he's like, sorry, babe, got to go out and help the shadow again. <laughs> this was great too because it's like, like.
1: Oh no! Another one of these mysterious letters from the shadow. Whoa! What's that, dear? Is that another from another correspondence from the bowling league? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I gotta go out bowling for the rest of my
0: life. (laughs) See you later, honey. Me and a young Ralph Cramden are going bowling again and getting a couple of (laughs) brews at the Moose Lodge. Uh, I'm certainly not having an affair on you. I'm just helping a mythological man. By the way... Can we get into the prosthesis in this yes. stupid effing fucking movie? The prosthesis that indeed makes him look like Billy Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Billy Baldwin, or it looks like it looks like fucking Paul uh, Sorvino on a bunch of Stacker Two. <laughs> Stacker Two, nice pull. Yeah, that's mailed out to two thousand six out of the space time continuum. But, but like, yeah, what the hell? I guess the idea is the shadow because he all he wears is a hat and he wears like this pretty cool red cl- uh, uh, scarf around his. Oh, I like that scarf. I do too. Oh, it's gorgeous. And like the idea is like I guess if you were to see him, you wouldn't know that he looks like Alec Baldwin because he uses like a psychic projection, so he looks like a different person.
1: Uh, is that what's going on, or yes. is he like actually like tacking on a fake nose and being like? <sighs> They'll they'll rest my brother Billy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so is that true? Because I thought it was a mask. No, 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 it's uh, a projection. Yeah, certain, uh, later in the movie, I think like uh, somebody distracts him and his face goes normal. Oh, oh. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So I think oh. it's a, it's like like, but it's so silly. Now you know my real face, Shao Khan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the you know, "the clouded mind sees nothing" is what the shadows' motto is, or one of his mottos, or some shit. Yeah, but it uh, looks the, uh, it looks
1: terrible. What was that one big motto? The weed of crime does not pay. Or, oh, the, the weed and, and of
0: crime bears bitter, bitter fruit. fruit. Bitter fruit. Yeah, that's what he signed off all the radio programs with. The sort weed. of like a, the more you know with GI Joe. <laughs> the weed. Ah, <laughs> uh, so wait, so Steve, what were you saying? It looks terrible. What else? It looks terrible. Like, just don't do it. Like, well, yeah, just, don't do it. Later in the movie, when Alec Baldwin is just the shadow. Yeah. And like he's got the outfit on, he kinda looks kinda badass. He does. I'm like, good for Alec Baldwin. But for the rest of the movie, every time he's either not the shadow at all, which is a lot of this movie, or (laughs) he just is dressed like a fucking Muppet in a goddamn shadow (laughs) costume. And it's like, who could care? I seriously think though they were like, What do you want this projection to look like? And he was like, It'll be funny if it looks like my brother William. (laughs) Like, go back and look. Like, look at it. It looks like fucking Billy Baldwin, and it's terribly unsettling. It just why and who? hmm. Uh, By the way, the way that uh, an agent will call on you, agent to shadow agent, is uh, you know the agent will be like, "Oh, it's sunny out today," and you're supposed to, or what is it? Oh, it's um, uh, Eh, something about ISIS.
1: The sun is shining. But the ice is slippery. Oh yeah, something about ISIS, did you say?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know well,
1: what? What Twitter are you reading, <laughs> Alec Baldwin?
0: <laughs>
1: I'm an agent of ISIS. <laughs> it's here's, kind of yeah. Well, it's the Middle East. Yeah, it's I'm, close enough.
0: Here's the thing is, I mean, like we we do have, we have our own. We hate movies agents, and if you're a fan, of we hate movies, and you mm-hmm. want to find out mm-hmm. if somebody else is a fan, you just say. I, I hear that Paul Giamatti is great on billions, and then the response has to be, "Yeah, yeah, something about ISIS," and yeah, then yeah, you'll yeah. both know that you're you know you're that
1: you're on... talking to you a <laughs> fan. just something about ISIS. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, no, like, literally the word "something about okay. ISIS." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's again because let's get this going. Uh-huh. So so I heard Paul, Paul Giamatti is <laughs> yeah, great know on billions. This is what
1: we really need: is <laughs> everyone to be associating us with ISIS, <laughs> not associating us with
0: ISIS. Should well, we think of a, a different second part? We'll th- we'll no, think let's of- go with ISIS. Right, wait,
1: they'll be gone in a week anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So how about this? I heard Paul Giamatti's great on Billions. Yes, but Jim Belushi also loves hot dogs. <laughs> that way everyone knows. Then you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm into this. Fair enough. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. betterhelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash WHM.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, <laughs> Mr. Rocket just handed me this.
0: So he goes to a jazz club because he's he's eating a steak. The Cobalt Club. The Cobalt Club. Very good. <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter was, Boyle. Well, Cobalt. On the way to uh, the, you know, <laughs> you ever going to pay me for gas? <laughs> no, of course not. I'm Lamont Cranston. I'm paying (laughs) you shit. You should pay me for the honor of driving around me, Lamont Cranston. He lives in such a humongous mansion in this, too. It's like right in the middle of Manhattan, like it's a fake matte painting. I think they turned it into the Metropolitan Museum of Art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lamont Cranston finally died. Let's turn this into an amazing museum. And fucking Peter Boyle's just dancing on his grave. (laughs) (laughs) He totally would. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm free. We're all free of the shadow. (laughs) They're breaking those fucking costume jewelry they have to wear. On the way to the cobalt club, there's a great thing because he's got this dude in the car, this the 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 cement shoes guy, and he's giving him the lowdown of what has to happen. And the guy is like, he's like, So how long do I have to do this? And it's like, forever. (laughs) And he starts laughing, and the laugh inside the cab. Has an echo to it? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, why is it echoing inside the cab? It sounds like he's laughing into a toilet. It's, it's <laughs> echoing off the shadows.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he uh, he occupies the space between spaces.
0: Oh, wow. Now yeah. we're talking. So we're at the yeah. Cobalt Club. We're having a big, nice, rare-cooked steak dinner with Uncle Jonathan Winters and introduce our our blonde bombshell of the film, Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah, her career was stolen by Nicole Kidman. And, the like, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts Kind of played monkey in the middle With Penelope Ann Miller's <laughs> career Like you get it, you get it it's like, Give me back my career <laughs> No, now I'm in the shadow, well <sighs> shit Because she, th- th- those two ladies Stole that woman's thunder, I'll tell you what What was her big thing? Carlito's way I guess Oh yeah, that's right Yeah, I guess that's probably her biggest movie It's certainly not the shadow <laughs> The relic, maybe Is she in the relic? She is in the relic Isn't that another movie about a knife coming to life? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: remember. Yes, there's definitely another one. I can't remember. (laughs) Well,
0: we didn't mention there's a knife in this movie. We first meet it at the beginning, and it's like, it's got a face on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds just
0: like that. Do you guys know who was
1: doing the voice of that that goddamn knife? You got Welkard. We got Welkard.
0: How on earth does that guy get to
1: voice a fucking knife? And that knife's (laughs) not (laughs) saying anything. It's just going... (laughs) And you can't get anyone else in the world to do that? It sounds like a hurricane. Herculoid. It does. It does. Maybe it was a Herculoid. It was was off in the back. It was behind the dinosaurs.
0: (laughs) It's so silly. Yeah. It's got like sharp teeth and like little claws. So like if it's not stabbing you, it's biting you. It's something you'd see in like a Mario game. Like an annoying little Mario villain.
1: It's it's just
0: dumber than dog shit. It's turd central. And like it's like, oh, get ready (laughs) because that knife's coming back. So, I mean, they meet each other at the Cobalt Club. He realizes she has psychic powers, so he's like, oh, I can't like mind-trick this lady into having sex, so therefore she's of no use to me, Peter Boyle. Do
1: you think that's what he was getting at? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of right? A, yeah. yeah. No, so
0: it's that she's going to find out his secret identity. But I feel like way? he does later in the movie. <laughs> you think it's just that? No, but oh, that's the bigger so, part of it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were naive. <laughs> yeah, not good. No, no. I know all the secret motivations of one Lamont Cranston. <laughs> I cannot say Lamont Cranston enough. It's a great name. It is. It's great and stupid all at the same time. So fucking. It's just basically um, uh, Genghis Khan after whatever. Shao Khan. Genghis Khan. Ripley Khan. He's... Daryl Khan and accounts. Sha- <laughs> David Khan of the war uh, of the uh, of the Michigan Timberwolves. Don't forget about Cody Khan out here on the coast, (laughs) bro. Keeping it real like Grandpa Gango's. Did we talk about
1: how he killed. um, He he, he makes. the Kramer, the guy who plays Kramer on Seinfeld oh, yeah, on the show, yes. Jerry on Seinfeld. That guy, yeah. He's a taxi driver.
0: <laughs> he makes that dude commit
1: suicide. By driving into a, a gas truck.
0: Now, what is the motivation there? Was that guy on to something? Well, the
1: motivation <laughs> there was the dude was like writing down where he was dropping off Shao
0: Kahn. Oh, yeah. Oh. And he was
1: like, are you making uh, a log of my whereabouts? And he's like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm writing down out of my fares, and, and he's like, "Yes, I'm doing my job
0: as a taxi driver." <laughs> so
1: therefore, he had to die,
0: right? And he, he's like, "Oh, you need gas. You you need to fill up. You need fuel, or something like that." The mm-hmm. dude's he looks at the gas gauge and it's full, and it's he's like, "Oh, tank. thanks a lot." And he just drives into this gas tank and kills himself. Yeah, not not one for a low profile, this Genghis Khan know, Jr. And, and he
1: <laughs> took the raisins
0: too. <laughs> You took the raisins dude that means you need to die. That's the way it works. <laughs> I mean, where's the part in this movie where Alec Baldwin has a hilarious dream where the fire screams at him? That's right before like he is like, "Oh my god, that somebody's." He, he just like the fire like goes, and he "Yeah, goes, someone's coming. What's yeah. what's that burning bush?" <laughs> I should kill Moses. Wait, shut up, talking dog. I can't hear Burning Bush. (laughs) Ten Commandments? (laughs) Seems a bit excessive. (laughs) Tell the big cheese upstairs to knock it down to five. (laughs) That idea is
1: courtesy of Lamont Cranston. (laughs)
0: I mean, to be realistic, you just sort of paraphrasing Carlin, a lot of that shit's kind of the same anyway. It gets very repetitive. It's a real stretch. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's just seven words you shouldn't say, right?
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, Lamont Cranston, by the way, so he's got this big fuck-ass mansion in the middle of the city. Yeah. And then all the way at the other sa- side of the city, he's got a sanctum, yes. which has got like all this cool shit, and it's his back cave. And he makes fucking Peter Boyle of all people drive him hither and thither. Well, he
1: is the Alfred. I mean, pretty much clearly, yeah. right? Well, you know,
0: but here's the difference, though. Bruce Wayne comes down for breakfast. He's like, Good morning, Alfred. Thank you for cooking me breakfast. Uh- <laughs> oh, of course, Master Wayne. This, that, and the other thing. Here's today's agenda. A little pithy comment back and forth. Sure. This is Alec Baldwin as Lamont Cranston gets in a car and just goes, Inner Sanctum. <laughs> and Peter Boyle's just like, So, uh, rain today, huh? I said inner sanctum. (laughs) Do you see what's in my lap? It's the paper. I'm reading the paper. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you. Do you see what's also in my lap? The troubles of the city.
1: And after this, pick up my dry cleaning. Oh, but under no circumstances are you to enter Chateau du cranston
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait outside
1: you wait till outside I get with the... that until i'm back <laughs> i might be double fisting martinis at a club <laughs> or i might
0: be shooting random people <laughs> hey remember when i saved your life when you almost jaywalked and i grabbed your shoulder and then that bus came by i feel like the lower tier the life-saving the longer sentence <laughs> it's like i didn't have to pull you out of traffic but i did you're welcome and uh inner sanctum
1: <laughs> and i know there was no car coming but you would have stepped in that wet pothole <laughs> and i have powers and you would have
0: twisted your ankle pretty bad <laughs> is he a psychic too yeah i think he's got it all man. sure he's he does that, indeed have he? it all <laughs> so he he goes there and then like i mean to picture genghis khan jr in this movie like Imagine when your uncle shaves your uncle's got a big, great big beard and then <laughs> shaves it and leaves it in the sink. Mm-hmm. And if you were to put Elmer's glue all over <laughs> your face and just pat it all over, yeah. that's what this guy looks like. John it's, Lone, by the way. A great name. Yeah. John Lone the actor. But yes. man, bad fake beard. Yeah. Just don't it's, bother. It's terrible. literally don't bother. Yeah, I agree. Why why bother? Why like I get immediate. it, supposedly Genghis Khan had a pretty rad mustache, but you know what? You're the descendant. You is can this, just keep it clean.
1: Is this like, oh, he's got a he's got a cool fake nose? <laughs> I don't got to fake anything.
0: <laughs> you got a fake beard <laughs> and, uh, going here. Get that beard on. <laughs> you better start a fake beard. It's just stupid. They have this like tête-à-tête wherein he finds out that he killed his. He killed the other guy or something. The descendant of Genghis Khan, uh, if I'm understanding this Mm -hmm. terrible movie correctly, murdered uh, the guy that trained Alec Baldwin to have all these shadow powers, basically. And he's like, yeah, I killed your your teacher, so now here I am. And before I killed him, I made him teach him all the stuff that you can do. So they kind of like, they have
1: the same powers sort of a thing. Yeah, And that teacher got killed with uh, the Frank Welkert blade.
0: Yes, because that's in. It's in possession now by the the Genghis Khan associate or descendant or whatever you want to call him. Great. Shao Kahn. <laughs> Shao Khan himself, um, and whatever. I mean, like uh, <laughs> Ian McKellen's in this. Oh movie. right, yeah. Let's talk about Ian McKellen. He's playing an American scientist, uh-huh. mm-hmm. not pulling off that accent too he's doing well. All right. It's fine. I mean, he's a great actor. Sure, sure. It's one of the, Eric. You pointed it out very nicely. I, yeah. It's it's like how did. Hollywood ignore this man until the year two thousand, where he's playing Magneto. It's
1: insane. He's basically he's in tons of he's in stuff, but yeah. he's like, step out of the shadows, Ian McKellen. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's I time mean, to be a movie star. He is. You in, are the future, Eric. Not yeah. them. He's in. Uh, <laughs> he to be fair, he is in Apt Pupil before. That's true, and that, that was a good
1: performance. And I also liked him in another Nazi thriller, The Keep.
0: Oh yeah. Oh right. Of course, he's in The Keep. Uh, he's in. Uh, and the band played on. He's really good in that. But it's, I mean, none of these were like huge things in the way that, you know, he's being used in massive Hollywood blockbusters. You sure outlived Brad Renfro, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. (laughs) I guess we all kind of did. If you're listening to this podcast, congratulations. (laughs) You've outlived Brad Renfro. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, uh, maybe there's some younger listeners. Maybe they were born post-Brad Renfro's. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Do we have people that were born in 2009? I think so. There's, you mean babies? Unfortunately, <laughs> some
1: people consider this a family show.
0: With any seven-year-olds out there, I'm sorry for some previous episodes.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry for everything.
0: Uh, oh, so also Ian McKellen's character is the father of Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what shoot. is that creaky in? I don't know. Like, do, do you buy that at all? No, no. no I don't. But I mean, that's. I'm just telling you what the movie tells. No, no, no. I know. I'm not. I'm not not holding you accountable. <laughs> no, I don't buy it. As okay, a all right, of fact. that's fair. But you know, so he is like this scientist, and he's fiddling with something, and he kind of appears to be out of it when she comes and visits him, and what you realize is through this ridiculous scene where someone is bothering to explain magic science to Alec Baldwin, and he's just standing there looking at a chalkboard like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, 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 go on, mm -hmm," (laughs) mm-hmm, is that Ian McKellen is, he's like, he's Jedi mind-tricked by this condescendant, and and he is, uh, he's basically, he's building this dude, an atomic bomb, I believe, made out of magic. Which didn't exist yet. And I think Shao Kahn
1: is the one who coins the term atomic bomb or something like that.
0: Yeah, no, um, I think no. Alec Baldwin in this scene is like, it would be like an atomic bomb.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty catchy. The shadow knows. <laughs> yeah, who knows <laughs> what bombs will be called in five years. When, did we, uh, no. <laughs> when did we start the Manhattan Project? Um, because I, I think we, this is supposed to be well, like nineteen thirty one. We or dropped it, it. We
1: dropped the bomb on on Japan. On Japan. Yeah. In 1945. Right. I mean it was going on but I think it was kind of a secret until then.
0: Right. So in other words something that a possible ghost from 800 years ago wouldn't know anything about? No,
1: definitely not. But <laughs> but the shadow might. The, shadow I mean, the shadow's
0: gotten in cuz it's cuz of that network. I think one of his his one of his uh, indentured servants was in the fucking uh, Manhattan project. I've been to Paula... I,
1: I used my shadow powers to infiltrate Palo Alto.
0: <laughs> do you and think that the Los shadow... Los Do you think one of the shadow's minions was Robert Oppenheimer? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that was...
1: Listen, Robert Oppenheimer's big quote was probably just a line fed to him by the shadow. And then when they say that, you say... We have become death,
0: destroyer of worlds. Yeah, you, that sounds real good. You know, Shadow, I was just. I, there was a. We there, have become death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get I agree. it right. I, I just. I feel like. I Put had, this ring on. I didn't eat that soup because it had a hair in it. And thank you for pointing that out. But <laughs> honestly, I'd like to get on with my life now.
1: You also <laughs> almost swallowed a fly. <laughs> just like that old woman in that story
0: (laughs) whatever remember ian mckellen when i came up to you on the sidewalk and told you your shoe was untied (laughs) you're welcome slash my slave forever i i used my powers
1: to see you would have tripped and broken (laughs) your neck
0: you're welcome I think Jonathan Winters is always eating steak in this movie. Yeah, I think that was in his contract. Most of these scenes, (laughs) like, you know, echoing uh, Michael Caine from a couple weeks ago, he is, like, sitting down in almost every scene of this movie. Yeah, I think that things were starting for Jonathan Winters. Well, it's a weird thing because it's like, wow, why have Jonathan Winters in this movie? He was great. He was an amazing comedian. Yeah. yeah. Why have Jonathan Winters in this movie? Uh in the opening credits, I went, "Ooh, Jonathan Winters." And then I was like, "Oh, Tim Curry." Like I was literally <laughs> I went all the way up and all the way down. Well, so Tim Curry also in this movie. Oh, God, he this is... movie is stacked with garbage, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tim Curry, I think had to go to the hospital to get his stomach pumped cuz he ate way too much scenery making this movie. <laughs> it's outrageous what he's doing in this fucking thing. It's pretty crazy. He's like uh, uh, uh uh you know, Dracula's assistant kind of a thing. He's eating okay. the flies. Renfield, yeah. He's Renfield, he's being crazy. Right? He's under the power of this of this whoever Cody Khan. But he he later in the movie they reveal that he's not actually even uh under his spell. He's just a, a mad Whatever the fuck. Right, yeah. He's just a power-hungry maniac. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. But, like, there's one part in this movie where Tim Curry pops in to do something, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's barely in this movie. Like, he hits on Penelope Miller in the beginning. He's like, oh, when are you coming to see my basement? And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't want to have sex with Tim Curry? He does that <laughs> weird move where he, like, spins around her in a hallway and, like, does, like, a Zach Morris, like, hand up against the locker so she can't go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want this in my shadow movie. Why doesn't <laughs> the shadow do something about this? Nah, because there's no, like... You know what, actually, because Lamont Cranston definitely doesn't have a problem with that move. Because Lamont Cranston fucking copyrighted that move. (laughs) Oh, he used my hand up against the locker move, did he? That's my move. And that one October morning, I saved Zach Morris's life. (laughs) I gave him a ring, and I taught him a special move. To get with the ladies. And to stop time whenever he looked at the camera and said... Time out. That was from me. You're welcome, Bayside.
1: (laughs) But I've been trying to kill Screech for a number of years.
0: (laughs) He's always eluded me. The man is a master. (laughs) I'm the one that told AC Slater he was Puerto Rican and (laughs) sowed the seeds of discontent in that one episode where they dealt with that. (laughs) <laughs> so, this con guy comes to Ian McKellen's office, I think, to see. Oh, no, he hypnotized him via a smoking billboard. Oh, right. It's yeah. Like, smoke, it's this- smoke llamas. Yeah, I'd climb a mountain for one. Yeah, it's like a fun little gag on camels. And, like, I was having fun. And I was like laughing his, my tits off. His face <laughs> merges with that guy, and he's like, "Oh, you're one of my slaves now." And he uh, calls like, "Yeah, whatever, man. Can we get on with this shit or what?" My point of confusion in trying to figure out what happens where in this movie: when is it that the actor who plays Banya gets murdered? <laughs> Did hilarious. you have that Banya sighting? Oh, I got a B. Ba- you know who his partner is, don't you? The Coob. The Coob. It's Banya and the Coob. <laughs> it's fucking great. But what I'm trying to say, si- I'm re- sitting here trying to remember that scene. So basically, in mckellen goes under his spell right yes um and then at some point later she i think gets, he's like, he's just saying like first you're under my power and then later he's like i gotta go in and check on my investment yes he gets a like kidnapped like legit kidnapped right so he goes in to get ian mckellen and poor banyan the coob just get murdered dropping like fucking What's flies Was that Banya? Those well, Banya, yeah. the one on the left Somebody was watching must see TV right before this went to, right before they went to ca- central <laughs> casting, they they really loved Parker Lewis can't lose, and you know the coop is on ER, which was also on must see TV. Oh, that's right. Was that yeah? I guess ninety four maybe ER had started. Oh yeah, for sure. sure. So I guess the
1: logic is this would be must see movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like that's what they were must-see. crossing
0: their fingers for. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, this lives in a weird space, which is. After Batman, it's pre obviously the big superhero boom, right? But it's it's this idea wherein you had to have a dark character, you had to have an antihero character, right? You couldn't have any kind of costumes because that'd be way too garish and silly. <laughs> but the movie's stupid anyway. But we
1: have guys dressed as centuries-old Mongol warriors running around <laughs> Manhattan,
0: yep, and with guess a cat what? glued to their face, exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's got a henchman that looked just like that too, and no one's really batting an
0: eye. No, like, well, the the ten extras on the island of Manhattan don't have a problem with it. <laughs> it's like this Dark movie, City. dude, this movie is seriously understaffed to Dark City levels of population.
1: <laughs> great twist, which would have saved this movie, is if it turned out to be on like a piece, like a piece of dirt in outer space, like a little plate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man. And then William Hurt gets sucked out into space. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. I am so overdue for a Dark City rewatch, it's not even funny. Are you? Yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) The answers are within you, John. Look into your mind. Now, I implanted you, John. You can
0: control everything. You are on a planet with only Peter Loris. Isn't that something, John? Wow, that's so weird. That's just a planet of all me's. Oh, creepy. So creepy. What would you like me to do? Would you like me to do maybe my character from Casablanca? Oh, Rick! No, Rick! Please, Rick! Don't let them take me, Rick! Oh, you're here forever. I can do. Oh <laughs> no, my
1: no do do um uh. Oh oh oh, <laughs> Einstein from Arsenic and Old Lace. <laughs> oh
0: no, Cary Grant, do something! I don't remember dialogue that I had in that movie, <laughs> but I remember Cary Grant was there, and it was a real open door farce.
1: <laughs>
0: it sure was. I mean. <laughs> He, you know, like, oh, uh, my, one of my favorite, um, the Mongol, again, not keeping a low profile, he, for some reason, takes Ian McKellen, it's a very romantic scene, takes him to the top of Empire State, of the Empire State Building, not unlike oh. the end of uh, Sleepless in Seattle, and sure. they're like, looking out, he's like, that's where the bomb will be, and Ian McKellen's like, alright, great. Well, he's ta- Who's he's tra- gonna call Cut? <laughs> <He's> try- <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, did you call Cut yet? He's trying to see like what he's like telling he's telling Khan, like, all right, the blast radius is gonna be this, yeah. like this far, yeah, but yeah. the d- destruction is gonna be this. Daredevil comes out and he's like, Keep that atomic bomb out of hell's kitchen. Better not find any of that blast radius in hell's kitchen, god damn it. Just just ignore him. He always brings up hell's kitchen for no reason. <laughs> Um, but then it's awesome. There's like a group of sailors that walk by, and one of them is the dude from Mad Men. Jimmy Barrett. And he like kind of he kind of looks at this con fella and he's like, nice dress. And this dude's like, oh yeah, how about suicide? <laughs> <laughs> and he makes this dude jump off of the Empire State Building. And this is it's the cruelest thing I've seen in a while. Because it. you see this actor jump off the Empire State Building, and then it's like a little, you know, like, animated whatever, like, and it's, like, far away, like, Empire State Building, and it fucking hits something, like, Propeller Guy in Titanic, and the body, like, spins around, and then it's, like, the camera pulls back, and it's Alec Baldwin and Penelope Ann Miller, and the cut that they use plays as a joke. Like, this dude has just committed suicide, and they cut to the shadow, and he's just like, so another thing that we can do to take down this monster? I just feel like if you jump off the Empire State Building, even if you... Thirty floors down hits up. You're like atomized. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. You you don't bounce. You splat. No matter. You disappear, and a big red mist goes over. (laughs) Goes over the city.
1: Yeah. But it's just. It's so fucking cruel. At least we know you didn't hit anyone because no one lives in Manhattan in this. (laughs) That's true. There was no one on the street.
0: No one noticed anything. (laughs) All Peter. All Peter lawyers report to the library. Everyone I don't want anyone to get fallen or hit by someone jumping from a building. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly what Dark City is. Is the pla- is planet yeah. of the Peter
1: Lorries. <laughs> i it's I, I guess they took a bunch of uh German fellas and uh <laughs> Is like, and like the aliens made sure that they only spoke English. or Yeah, something. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I th- I think that's what it was. That was the idea. They just really loved the films of uh, you know Peter Lorre. Mm, yeah. they work with Fritz Lang all the way through Hitchcock. I think
1: that's how they taught them like to speak in general. Like yeah. you only learned <laughs> via like uh, some type of controlled booth. Where you watched his films. Hey,
0: Penelope Ann Miller, remember when I played a child killer in M? Oh, that was a laugh riot. Here, hold this balloon. <laughs> now let it go because you're the murdered child.
1: <laughs> you have a very pretty ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, du do, do hast ein Schaunus. Johannes- Uh, you know what close you know what that's fine (laughs) so the shadow so the shadow i mean like so there's a will they won't they or can i leave uh between (laughs) penelope penelope ann miller and alec baldwin let i mean dude the lack of chemistry between the two of them in this movie (laughs) well he's just like cruel to her the entire time and then she doesn't even give a shit about him though it's like just slamming two bricks together well so um uh this is what happens which is ridiculous um (laughs) Penelope and Miller somehow lands in, in cons through all like... You are hypnotized by me. And she's like, I am hypnotized by you. He's like, go kill Lamont Cranston with this gun with one bullet in it. And it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you don't have a, a revolver? It's got like six bullets. Why don't you give me that sick crossbow you have in this movie? Or how about, you know, Leah, I'm hypnotized. I'll go, why don't you give me a couple of guys? You uh, know what I mean? Like,
1: How about I borrow the talking knife?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. I mean. <laughs> No, I know. I'm not going to loan her out to you. Don't worry about it. Just sit, sit there and shut up, That'd will you
1: It would be too expensive to pay Frank Welker for that.
0: Yeah, you could only get Frank Welker for two sequences in this movie. Beginning and end. <laughs> so she goes and like shoots a mirror, and like he unhypnotizes her or something. Yep. And then later, like he meets up with Khan and he's like, you know, you, you thought uh, Penelope and Miller was going to kill me, but we're in love now. And he's like, oh, no, I thought... You were going to kill her. It's like, no, nice Tricon. <laughs> <laughs> what would that have accomplished? Nothing. He, Alec Baldwin hates her. Lamont Cranston doesn't care about this woman. It's like, it's not like, oh, I sent the love of your life to kill you and you got tricked into murdering her. Right. He should have just offed her right there. Yeah. Because you know what? The other thing is, if you're the shadow and you have mm-hmm. this alternate identity and whatnot or the secret identity, yeah. um, if you encounter a mind reading psychic, you got to snuff that out. I would Uh
1: break their neck instantly.
0: Exactly. The second he gets word in the Cobalt Club that this lady's reading minds, he should be snapping necks. Yeah. That's the way it should work. Not trying to fall (laughs) in love with her. should be reading the bottom of a dumpster when I'm (laughs) done with her. So she shacks up with him. He has a nightmare about like his old days being a warlord where he's like eating blood or something. <laughs> Is this the nightmare where he's pulling his face off and it's horrifying? Yeah, that's a weird part. And then we're playing. We're playing. <laughs> the, the, the next morning, he's just like,
1: uh, oh, hey there, Pen- Penelope Ann Miller. Oh, no, I had a bad dream about ripping my own
0: face off. Do You <laughs> sleep well? Well, that's what's ridiculous. And like, she like has some sexy dreams. Like, I was naked on a beach and there was sand and this, that, and the other thing. Dude, it is outrageous. I'm like, why are you sharing this information in such a sultry manner? Mm -hmm. This dude, like, the thing is. A, this dude doesn't like you. Well, because the (laughs) night night before, the night before, she tries to sleep with him and he's like, maybe you should just go to a guest room. I live in the Metropolitan Museum of (laughs) Art. I, you know.
1: I am a sexy playboy, but I'm not a jazz musician. So <laughs> I'm not about to crawl into the bed with some random lady I found at the Cobalt Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a little uptown, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I don't know where you've been. It's That's a little uptown. I'm just, I don't know. You know, I don't want to sound weird, but it's a little uptown. Hey,
0: boss, are you going to be needing me tonight or what?
1: Oh, I'm yeah. Stand you... in
0: the foyer. No, no,
1: you're not going anywhere, <laughs> Beetle Boy. You know, I. Peter Poyle, it's also a little uptown, and I'm going to need you to take me to the Shockbox Room. <laughs> it's this new club they opened up.
0: Oh, hey, I heard good things about the Shockbox Room. Alan King.
1: Yeah, that's right, Al. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, I will be seeing your stand-up there later, later tonight because you have been doing stand-up uptown Manhattan since the
0: 1930s. <laughs> the 1930s. I'm just getting my start on the scene, baby. (laughs) Thanks for telling me not to play that one club. I guess I'm now in your debt for eternity. Oh, great. Yeah, that's
1: right. And um, I want you to recruit some fellas that
0: want to give up smoking. (laughs) It's going to be a real big process. Oh wow! The shared cinematic universe, you think? That's right. Oh, of the of the shadow and cat's eye <laughs> with
1: nineteen eighty cat's eye. I
0: think. Yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, the Stephen King film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing that's stupid about his agency. Um, uh, anyone notice that Andre Gregory's in this movie for no reason? I didn't no. know. Where's Andre Gregory in this He's movie? He's the dude that's playing in the mailroom of the shadows, whatever the oh fuck. Oh, my God. The tube system? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that, well, that's what Wikipedia said. Uh-huh. I, 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 I think the, it's accurate. The tube
1: system is the dumbest thing in it, the world.
0: Phones exist. It's 1930 whatever. Yeah, like but you can all, just call up a fucking phone. No, they're, they're all listening. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> this not.
1: there's a literal paper trail. It's like all they have to do is follow the tube and they find this guy and he's got your jewelry on and he's sending you
0: messages. I mean it's, it's so basically whenever the shadow wants something to happen, right. he puts something in a tube and basically like Andre Gregory is in the center of the earth, 24 by 7, and just fucking (laughs) hocking these things out to get all the agents alive. Remember when you were choking at that restaurant and I gave you the Heimlich maneuver? (laughs) Yeah, I wish you didn't. Well, now you have to live in the center of the earth, and you read my mail. (laughs) Wallace Shawn couldn't do the Heimlich on you at that dinner you were having with him, Andre. I helped you out then. (laughs) He kept on saying saving your life would be inconceivable. But I managed to pull it off. I, the shadow. Remember when you were going to play Uncle Vanya? You would have died on stage, Andre. I saved your life. That's also, though, how the shadow himself gets information. Because there's that one scene where the cop, like, overhears something. And he's like, be right back. And he goes into this room. And with the world's biggest red ring. I mean, like, my God. Yeah, like... Couldn't it be tattoos, yeah. a tattoo, or like a, a necklace you can put under a shirt, a fucking huge gaudy ruby ring? My God. Speaking S- of Paul Sorvino, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people wearing them on their pinky, though. That's <laughs> that's, true. that's where Paul Sorvino keeps it. That's very true. But to Paul, that's not regulation. <laughs> that's regulation. You pull that shit again, and I'm going to kill you. I what? wish you would. <laughs> Paul, please kill me, Sorvino. Absolutely. If you're working for the fucking shadow man, like I yeah. just want to go to sleep. Yeah, seriously. I don't want this creep calling me. I don't get a fucking tube into my asshole when I'm trying to sleep, saying I gotta pick somebody up from the airport. I mean that's What's that? You want the you want the big sleep? Well, all right, we'll go to the movies together. <laughs> would, would that make you feel better? It's going to be out in 15 years. (laughs) Well, the thing I was saying about the cop was that the cop's like, oh, information the shadow would want. He writes it down on a piece of paper, and he puts it in the tube. And it's go. I mean, this thing is going. And I'm just like, I get it. It's a tube system. It's like two minutes of tube footage. Yeah. (laughs) And it finally just drops into this thing, and you see all of these different tubes. And it's like, oh, that's how they relay info to him also. Slash, I don't give a shit. No, like, call somebody. Like, the... Dial nine one one shadow and then there it is. Oh, do, do
1: some real spy stuff like put a put a message under a mailbox and mark put a mark on the mailbox. Yeah, that's well, how, like, that's how we guys. That's how we do it.
0: If I'm fucking around on Ninth Ninth Avenue and I see this tube, I'm like, oh, where the fuck does that go? And I follow it and follow it and follow it. Yeah, I'm finding the shadow in like ten minutes. And then, and but then you're stuck working for the shadow. Oh yeah, you know what? Because it's like, oh, you found my mail room. Either I murder you, or you're one of my agents. <laughs> God, you pick. It. I have no problem killing people. He doesn't. No, he kills pretty regularly. I mean, so uh, at some point, Tim Curry gets the better of him, which is kind of amazing. Like Tim Curry like, yeah. is out of this movie for half of it, and then like <laughs> Alec Baldwin goes to question him about Genghis Khan. And he's like, oh, by the and like, he's like full shadow regalia, you know, he's using all his magic powers. Yes. And Tim Curry just kind of shoots him. He's like, oh, I can see your feet in the water. Boom. Well, yeah, Tim Curry says something about, like, your your Jedi mind tricks are not going to work on me kind of a thing. Mm. They're in this beryllium sphere that Tim Curry has built. And, like, every other person in this movie is talking about this beryllium sphere Mm. over and over again. And I'm like, okay. This is going to play a major role in whatever this is, wherever this movie's going. The Brillium Sphere will be yep. there. No, Nope, not really. <laughs> it's like a mid act sec- set piece. Really, they like yeah. fill it with water, and he's going to drown. He locks Alec Baldwin inside it, and it's also it's located right in the heart of Long Island City, by the way, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. Right under the Queensboro Bridge, our old stomping grounds. It's a good place to drown someone. <laughs> And this is where... uh, Can we bring in your IMDb trivia at this point? Yeah. Because it's fairly Um, useless. I can pull it up. But the the beryllium sphere comes into play here. So he's like, now you're stuck in here, Shadow. (laughs) And starts filling this thing with water. And you're like... And then he
1: uses his his Shadow mind powers to to get... uh... Get this lady friend down there to try to save.
0: Right, he remembers that she's psychic, and it's like Penelope Ann Miller, I need you, kind of a thing, and yeah. she like races, get down here, goddammit. it! So no, no, no she... don't call a cab, make Peter Boyle drive you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> hold on, I know I'm connected to you via mind, but I've got another call. To make. <laughs> I'm gonna no, just hold there for a second. Peter Boyle, <laughs> bring that cab around. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got. I got someone on the other line. Hold on a second.
0: (laughs) No, I don't need to go to the Inner Sanctum. I have to go to the Beryllium Sphere. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he should be there in five to ten minutes.
0: (laughs) Well, so when she gets there, there's like a door with a little porthole. And he gets his face right up to it. And then clearly mouths open the door. Yes. Yes. But so, the IMDb Trivia writing... uh, I like how she has to be told this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What what should I do with a drowning man with a door? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It's a woman. I better
1: tell her what to do.
0: (laughs) Someone writes on IMDb Trivia, when Cranston appears in the window of the water tank, his lips read, open the door. Well, no shiny shit, IMDb (laughs) Trivia writer. Thanks for the tip. A what a revelation! That's a gem. Is You're just a... trying to pad out the the bullets. Like, oh, we only, only got four bullets of trivia. Find me five, goddammit. it! I want five <laughs> bullets of trivia on the shadow on my my desk by tomorrow morning. You're oh. not going home until I get those trivia bits. So you better order some Chinese food and fucking figure it out. Yeah, or if not, maybe the shadow doesn't even go on IMDb at all. <laughs> then what'll you do? People won't be looking up tech specs for the shadow. I like the idea of an IMDb <laughs> trivia writer under a tight deadline. <laughs>
1: (laughs) You know what? The whole page doesn't go up. Oh, Looks like Frank Welker just lost one of 700 credits.
0: You know what, Gary? I went to the Shadows trivia page the other day, and I looked up the one about him uh, mouthing open the door. You know how many people found that useful or interesting? Fucking zero. What a trivia nugget. Zero people. You know what's also zero? Your next paycheck. Here's your walking papers from IMD fucking B. Hit yeah, the bricks. That is a cutthroat place to work. It is <laughs> tough. <That's laughs> Take brutal. that shit to 8 at Cool News or Joe Blow or something. You'll never work in Hollywood websites again. <laughs> <laughs> You're through in this town. <laughs> oh, maybe you can do write-ups for Box Office Mojo, but who gives a shit? <laughs> it's IMDb on the highway. And by the
1: way, Box Office Mojo knows it. getting my sloppy seconds. <laughs>
0: Clear a path for Gary, the guy that removed the shadow from the IMDb forever. You know what, now that movie never existed because it's not on IMDb. We're that fucking huge! Man, imagine if that was a reality. If you (laughs) don't make IMDb, your movie vanishes into thin air. Everywhere. Every last VHS copy. I would like to do that for the shadow, to be quite honest. (laughs) So also it turns out, on top of hypnotizing like Penelope Ann Miller at one point, and I guess Maybe, maybe not hypnotizing Tim Curry or whatever. Uh, He's also hypnotized the entire city of New York, we find out. It's kind of Ghostbusters-esque for some reason. A little bit, because it's a gothic skyscraper. It's basically, like, Alec Baldwin is chasing, it's amazing, because Alec Baldwin is chasing uh, uh, Khan. Khan throughout the city, and, like, he turns a corner, and there's an empty lot, and he's like, huh, that's weird. Somebody better look into that building for 40 minutes of the rest of this movie. <laughs> but it turns out, to your point, he's hypnotized the entire city with a psychic projection. It's a building that was made, and then no one can see it because whatever. hes It's that, like, the whole thing about, like, the clouded mind sees yeah. whatever. Right,
1: so how does this work? Like, now, if, if an airplane coming in,
0: <laughs> like, lands, is, is, does,
1: does Khan be like, Ah, oh, shit, all right, hold on a second. Got a uh, hundred and twenty people on that plane in order to hypnotize, and all right, that building's gone.
0: Well, I mean, that's what's amazing, though, right? Is like the concentration level that he has to keep up to keep this skyscraper constantly,
1: script. constantly, exactly, this is including when he's taking a shit. You
0: know, it was. <laughs> Anyone remember that old, old Donald Duck cartoon, the war cartoon, where he had clear paint and could make things disappear with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more plausible, right? Yeah. <laughs> like a big bucket of paint that makes things invisible. Well, because Donald Duck just has to paint it one time, yeah. and it's invisible. He doesn't have to keep constantly <laughs> thinking about it, while also harassing Ian McKellen and doing this and that and the other thing with Tim Curry and killing Banya and the Coob. What happens if you sneeze in that scenario? <laughs> like, if it you sneeze. Yeah, it does. <laughs> have, the building like oh wow did I just see an enormous building over there well that's what's kind of the horseshit thing is like when they we get to this like final sequence or whatever and he's fighting him and Alec Baldwin's like kind of kicking the shit out of him Sure, it's like you see the outside and it's his concentration is finally wavering Yeah, dude yeah. my concentration would break if I fucking farted in that you know like <laughs> Absolutely. flicker of this hotel you know <laughs> it's ridiculous you, so, you take a really good piss sometimes like oh that whole <laughs> building just lights up <laughs> So, also, by the way, it's a vacant lot in the middle of, like, 42nd Street. Good luck to having bums not try and no, sleep there. I, I think yeah. was, they said it was, like, 2nd and Houston. Okay. Oh, yeah, so Even it's, it's downtown. Bounties.
1: That is extra bums. <laughs> and, you know,
0: here's the thing. I appreciate Alec Baldwin, a New Yorker, uh-huh. bothering to pronounce Houston Street correctly. <laughs> yeah. Just good for him. You get some other actor in there. They're saying Houston Street, and I'm just pulled out of the reality of oh, the shadow. <laughs> oh, really? That that that, would be, that was the one thing. I just think like the imagining like a bum trying to sleep. Yeah, there's like an invisible force field. <laughs> I can't get in. Hey, there's a force field over here. Oh God, these crazies! <laughs> I can't sleep right out of a fucking force field. I'll go jerk off somewhere else.
1: Wait, hold on a second. That voice. Let me ca- let me record that. You could play a knife.
0: <laughs> you
1: know what? You could be a million dollar voice actor. Dude, if
0: I could be a fucking knife in this life, I'd be happy. <laughs> oh no, but the bum Frank Welker took it from <laughs> a,
1: t- <laughs> t- took it
0: from us all, man. Um, they found him on
1: a street corner. So, so we're, basically, we're yeah,
0: fighting the, in this hotel. The last act of the movie, he realizes it's this hotel. It was a blah blah blah. They go there. He's shadowing all over the place. He shadows Tim Curry into an early grave. That's kind of fun. No, yeah. he doesn't. That's huh? horse shit. Huh? That's what's horseshit about it. Is he's like he's doing the whole like I'm use I'm throwing my voice all over the place. You can't see me. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pulls a Batman here. And Tim Curry <laughs> takes out this fucking Tommy gun, like he's goddamn Albert Finney. And he's just like icing this ballroom. Yeah. And the shadows just laughing. And then like he comes up behind him and he's like, gotcha. And Tim Curry literally just scampers out of the frame. No, he jumps over a window, through a window, and lands like... Oh, he he
1: jumps out a window? Like, the shadow uses his evil, nefarious powers to (laughs) drive Tim Curry to commit suicide, much like Khan does with that poor sailor.
0: Do you know what I think happened here? Because what's happening is he's... This is Tim Curry. The hamometer has exploded, and he's screaming Mm -hmm. in this scene, and you see, like, his... Eyes like bloodshot yes. from screaming. It's and I, hogs wild. I seriously think at this point I was like, you know what? I'm getting some seltzer. And I, just, <laughs> just I think I just, I could not look at this performance. <laughs> and I just went to the kitchen and got you know, some water. You, uh, you know what that makes you? Just like every major director in America. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah. I mean, I like Tim Curry. Course, yeah. sure. he's, done, he's done some great sure. things. I'm, I'm. I don't know about anyone else in this room. I am a fan of the Rocky Horror movie. I, I, I love,
1: love that movie. It's great. Yeah, it's good. And I, I, I like
0: Clue. Clue's Clue, obviously. I think he's pretty fun in Home Alone too. He's the best yes. part of that not very good it uh, thing. Oh, sure. Like, he's fucking terrifying in that. He's the best part of Congo, maybe. He's the best part of Legend. <laughs> like, he's the best part of some bad stuff. Yeah. He's not the best part of this bad stuff, though. And I just kind of had enough. Sure. So, okay. I, he jumps you out actually, a window. I didn't you even know
1: that. See, like, it's a window, I guess. Into like a ballroom or something, and he lands like onto like a glass table. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's dead. He's D-E-D dead. Do you think D-D-D he's dead? Because de- I, I was wondering <laughs> if he was DD dead or not. I, I would liked blood shooting out of his ears. I do. Something.
0: I agree with you, but the thing what, is. So what are you talking? Sequel setup? No, well, the, the only way that that works is if him not being dead is you have to see him hauled off alive and like either a straitjacket right, or handcuffs. Right, Other than that, course. he's gotta be dead. Like if I don't he's, see anything else right. he's dead. He's, yeah. yeah, he's 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 dead. So um, then he goes after Khan. He's fighting Khan and then the knife gets into it. Frank Walker, this knife has hands. It's like this knife grosses uh, me out. It's I'll got legs. This. It turns into like a little golden lizard. It's weird. It's like a devil lizard. And yeah. like and it's just you know racking all over the place. Like it's, it's, he's welkering all over this movie. And the funny thing is, like in the beginning of the movie, um, uh, the shadow can't get the best of it, right? Like, yeah. the, the, the monk has to come and take it away from him. Yeah. And in the middle of the movie, he, the knife gets him again. And then in this part, like he doesn't learn anything. No. But All of Lamont a sudden, Cranston. he like, learns how to clear his mind to wield this knife. Yeah, I guess, and he's able to use it as a, a weapon against Con. He stabs Khan with it, like he throws it back at. Yeah, Khan. he stops looking like Serge Gainsbourg at this point as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's like again, like so he gets punched in the face and he loses his concentration. Right, right. This is where also Khan... why bother. Be I'm sorry, but why bother if your whole point is like, oh, if the cops see me, blah blah blah. At least right. I have this mask. If you're seeing Khan, who knows who the fuck you are? Why bother with it?
1: Yeah, and you're also we established you're using your your mind erase Jedi mind tricks on right. the cops anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So who
0: gives a shit? Yes. It's, it's a little ill-conceived. We're Unless just,
1: the shadow parts are played actually played by William Baldwin.
0: <laughs> a I, young I, Adrian Brody, maybe? Oh, that oh. Could be. Here's my question about uh, that knife, by the way. Is it like a Beauty and the Beast thing where, like, that was a person at one point and now it's cursed? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said the wrong thing at dinner, man. (laughs) I, I, I don't know. It's. It looks like the little teacup or the candelabra or all the, the Wait, fucking clock and the rest. The, hold the phone. <laughs> yeah those things. People that were cursed into being objects. Yes, yes. that's the whole really? point of that movie. The movie that movie's totally fucked up because here is the thing. <laughs> you know what? The beast is a dick, right? Like some old witch comes over. It's like, oh, help me! And he's like, I'm a dick prince. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna piss on your head. And she's like, you know what? Now I'm gonna curse you into being a big, scary but powerful monster. They're just kind of like a werewolf dog type. Thing, but I'm also going to curse your entire indentured staff what? into being clocks and cups and, oh. and fucking candle operas. What the hell do they do? I agree. If anything, they should be like the Beast Masters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, at least the Beast still has genitalia and like. A, yeah. You know, a mouth. That and like clock whatever. ain't fucking. That no, i tell you that. Clocksworth's not fucking poor. Is it Maurice? The candelabra, whatever yeah. that dude's name is, and that dude is a guy you know love to fuck. <laughs> exactly and there's is there like somebody turns into a fucking ottoman that can't even speak and it's like my god the horrors put on the fucking working class in this disney movie well i think in the disney movie the ottoman was the dog and Um, that ottoman can't sniff its own genitalia exactly can't shit or do anything that it loves it's outrageous and the other question about all of that You have the ones that are like moving around; they're animated objects. This, that, the other bouncing. Angela Lansbury's a big fat fucking teapot. teapot. (laughs) You got little Chip the cop and whatnot. (sighs) What happened to the silverware and other items that the beast was using? Is that shit all in storage, or are (laughs) there inanimate objects? And it's like. You don't know who's who, and it's like a <laughs> clock. A clock goes up to talk to a rug, but it's just a rug, and it's not his coworker. How does that work? I was <laughs> so like, David, David, are you in here? He's talking to a bedpost, and it's just the bed. It's not the groundskeeper. Turns out the toilet seat is one of them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> just... Oh man, if you were the one that got turned into the beast's <laughs> toilet, new name Shitsworth. <laughs> But it's so unfair, man. It's like cru- It's cooler than being a beast. The beast gets to wear a cape. You know oh, what yeah. I mean?
1: Like, I mean, he kind of looks handsome in that little suit.
0: Yeah. He's, he's got, got pants horn- and he's wearing a jacket. He's got horns. If he wants to fuck a deer, he could fuck a deer. Like, whatever, And man. doesn't he fuck a lady in there? He do- well, well, eventually well, they yeah. get there.
1: He, geez, come on. He's fucking... The-
0: that be- was a generation of furries born, I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you can honestly say that with a ton of those talking animal dogs. Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Oh mercy! So this knife, he like figures it out. He like becomes a knife whisperer, and it stabs what's his face right. in the gut. This is
1: where Khan, Khan should
0: die. Yeah, I don't know why the Khan needs like seven deaths. He gets this knife in the gut, and then he literally runs out into the back room or something, and the shadows. is like... a hall of mirrors. <laughs> yeah, and the he's Funhouse. Hey, you want to you want to you wanna rip off the end of Enter the Dragon? Follow me. <laughs> I was gonna say, all of a sudden we're in the end of Lady from Shanghai. Same diff. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Orson Welles, like all these fucking. Mir- and I'm like, what is this illusion? What is happening? What room is this in this hotel that the shadow has nothing to do with? So how is it that they run into this room, but the shadow has the upper hand in Khan's hideout? It's just really stupid. And that you could end that movie. This movie doesn't need to be an hour and 48 minutes. But this minutes. is the part when, like, because uh, Alec Baldwin's like, bleeding from the head, he he's not... The stupid, bemasked Gonzo-looking fucking shadow, and he's just right. Alec Baldwin looking pretty badass with two guns mm-hmm. and a black coat. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's it's what I want out of this entire movie, and I don't know why I don't get it. <laughs> I agree with you. I could use more time with those icy blue eyes. While this is happening, also Ian McKellen is freed from his hypnosis and he diffuses that bomb in a comical. Scene. Oh, I was going to say uh. a scene that was intended to be comical.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: got me sighing. Like they're like hanging
1: over an elevator shaft on like a on like on like a ver- a thing that's about to fall, and yes. for some reason Penelope Ann Miller's walking on it too. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You you have no reason to be there. Yeah, all they to oh. do is
0: cut a cord.
1: Stop helping. Right, but he's gonna. He's like, oh, I gotta cut the green one because oh, he's colorblind. Yeah, thank God we established that he wore a red shirt earlier (laughs) in the film and said, what do you guys think of my green shirt?
0: (laughs) That's, you know what, David kept screenwriting right there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot. They could kept it. <laughs>
1: oh, bravo!
0: <laughs> no, you know what, Steve? I'll allow it. <laughs> but objection! <laughs> this is what
1: Ian McKellen's reduced to. And no, it's yeah, sad. It's, it's so, it is sad. Uh,
0: when they're running after this bomb, by the way, the the hotel shakes at one point for some reason, and Ian McKellen doesn't fall down the stairs; he falls off the stairs. Yeah, it's like Ian McKellen's stunt double falling over a railing, <laughs> but there's only like four steps left to go. Not a lot of consequence there. Nah.
1: They wanted me to build a bomb.
0: <laughs> 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 Made of a fake bomb, used out of used pinball machine parts. Um, quick question. Um, yes. Because uh, speaking of superhero movies, not yeah. really, but uh, Magneto. Um, <laughs> when was the last when who ruined it for everybody about having to be in impossible shape in a superhero movie? Because that's relatively a new thing. I really. want to say maybe Tobey Maguire. Well, Hugh Jackman, that first X Men oh, was before I think Hugh Jackman, but was Hugh Jackman's in Oak. like that first X Men movie's in like regular good shape. I Wesley know, Snipes but- is kind of jacked as blade. But that's Wesley but- Snipes. Wesley Snipes gets out of bed like that. Yeah,
1: that's true. But like, but Hugh Jackman, like, I feel like once he got that role, he kept going at it. He did. So then, yeah. like in X Two, it's like mm, even meteor, <laughs> like, well,
0: going and going. Dude, Steve and I rewatched X Men: Days of Futures Past with that road cut, and Jackman is juicing it. I mean, he looks like an impossible monster. Has in that anyone
1: movie. seen Australia? But Nozlerman's
0: Australia, Holy
1: no. Toledo! He looks like the Hulk. <laughs> oh, really? It's Impossible biceps. Why did
0: he need to be jacked
1: for Australia? <laughs> I don't think he was just jacking, dude. I think he's like, oh, Nicole Kidman, my na- the national treasure of Australia. <laughs> I don't want to let her down. <laughs> exactly. So he he went he went full full force. Oh, there. I yeah. see. But I you know, I think he might be the criminal.
0: I think he is because like I don't know like. Look at Keaton. Keaton, yeah. even Christopher Reeve in Superman, like he's a big guy. Like he's beefy, He's in very good shape. Right, but, like, but it's you're not, not like, seeing yeah. the
1: curve of his muscle. Yeah,
0: yeah like, this it, is like it's either. And Baldwin's just. I mean, the point I, I'm making is Baldwin's just like. Literally got out of bed as a guy in the shadow. Like, no, totally. I mean, look, you're Lamont Cranston, man. I mean, you're eating steaks every night. Come on, Baldwin's you're, playing it real.
1: I don't know if I mentioned it, but there's actually a scene in this movie where he's double fisting
0: martinis. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. I th- it was awesome. God, God bless him because the waiter comes up to the table and he's eating dinner with Jonathan Winters again. Yeah, and the dude puts down one martini, and I was like. Is he gonna put down that second martini for Alec Baldwin? Yep. Oh, yep. Two martini. A uh, two martinis simultaneously at this steak dinner. My God, the heart disease. The shadow's not around for that much longer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's it's permeated, even like to Star Lord. Like, why does Chris Pratt have to get in that shape for that character? Star Lord shouldn't be Jack like that. That's right. uh, you know from like the kind of dude that Star Lord is. Yeah. He should just be eating Doritos and looking like a schlubby normal guy. Like, I mean, yeah, like you want to lose some weight because whatever, like uh, on Parks and Rec, he was like a little, a little bit chubby. Like, you know, you want to get into a better shape. Sure. But like that, like crazy, like Jack shape. It's, it's like, insane. You're Pratt. not playing Wolverine, Chris, Pat. Pratt, you're playing fucking Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, there's no need for any of it. We only well, need one David Bautista in a movie. Thank <laughs> you very what much. Were, what was like the
1: big, big first Marvel? I know besides X-Men, but when did Marvel like launch
0: their Iron cinematic Man. Iron I, um, Iron Man. Well, Iron Man or Iron Man Two. I think is Iron not, Man Two is actually the first Marvel movie. Oh, really? The first Marvel Studios movie. But doesn't in the at the isn't there a stinger at the end of that first Iron Man though? Yes, with Sam Jackson. Yeah, I yeah mean, but, that's what, But that's what you're asking. The start of the cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. so I, th- I think it was the first but Iron Man. Yeah.
1: Then you say Iron Man Two is the real official first Marvel Marvel Studios movie. And that's got a hideous jacked monster named Mickey Rourke.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. But Downey Jr., if you'll notice, never gave a shit. That's never true. wanted. To, never that's got true. into that crazy. Like, let me take my shirt off and sweat for you for a while. You can tell he's kind of in shape. Obviously, sure. Again, but... again like regular, like Michael Keaton in Batman yeah. shape. Like you I know think, what I mean?
1: Like I think it's Hugh Jackman. I think he. I think this is what he did. It
0: ruined it for the rest he of him. Ruined us. it for the rest <laughs> of now, now. I can't play. I don't know what. <laughs> Sabretooth. What, say, yeah, Sabretooth. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta do a fan film of me as Wolverine and you as super <laughs> Oh, yikes. Yeah, dude.
1: Like, hey, fans, kickstart. Oh man. We need $2 million. Yeah, two, that, that's it. That's <laughs> the that should goal. cover this fan if we, film. If
0: we do $2 million, <laughs> if we get $2 bucks. Uh, me and Eric will square off as Wolverine yeah. and Sabretooth, and Andrew will direct it. That sounds like. Right, fine. right.
1: But, so we'll we'll spend five hundred thousand dollars on the on everything for the movie, and each of us get half a mil.
0: Right. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds, sounds fine. Uh, so back to the Shadow. Khan is defeated. He's thrown in the booby hatch. Yeah, Uh gets, in, in an a, interesting turn of events, he gets a piece of mirror in his head. Yeah, the Shadow, Shadow also has telekinesis, as opposed or. Yeah, he's yeah. a Jedi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he throws a piece of a mirror into his forehead with his mind, and, and so, you're like,
1: "Oh my God, Khan is definitely dead."
0: Yeah, and then cut to the booby hatch, and he's in a straight jacket, and this doctor mm-hmm. walks in. He tries to Jedi mind trick him; doesn't work. The guy's like, "It's kind of funny." The guy's laughing at him. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, your silly mind powers don't work anymore because you've kind of just had this lobotomy."
1: Yeah, it's a it's a, they took part of his frontal lobe. Out.
0: And then, like, you know, the actor kind of turns and you see the other side of his head. And it's like his hair is sort of shaved and there's a big old scar. And he's like, What did you do to me? This is in the uh, Wikipedia uh, uh, plot summary. They say that this scientist at the end is an agent of the shadow, but I didn't see no fat, dumb ring. No, he definitely has a oh, ring. Oh, does left. he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, that guy is the cheese man from that uh, episode of Buffy, the, the dream episode there. The cheese man. The guy who puts the cheese on his head, and he's like, I am the cheese. The cheese isn't me. Oh, what's that guy? Yeah. Oh, all right. TV actors in the shadow. So (laughs) then they set up a
1: sequel by by Chief. Takes, takes the uh, water cooler out <laughs> and throws it through the window. And him and Genghis
0: Khan or whatever Oh, my God. Run out. I wish. Well, he, I would love that. There's kind of a gag where he's like, oh, I'm Genghis Khan. And somebody's like, so I'm he, Napoleon. Yeah, and but I'm like, blah, he, blah, blah. He says
1: he's Genghis Khan. Another thing adding to my confusion. But now, here's a big question. This is actually a question my wife had. Now, is Napoleon the guy who. My apologies
0: to your wife for having to watch this movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just quickly. Okay, so Napoleon is in this cell as well. And there's all these other people saying they're these. Famous world leaders. Yeah, yeah. was I getting we're, seltzer again? Why I don't you know. We were you? because at the end of the movie, like he's like, I'm King Kong. It's like, sure you are. But you're fucking not. And then all these other people are like, and I'm Napoleon, and I'm Caesar, or whatever. Oh, they're like yeah. busting
0: his balls, or like mimicking him, or whatever. Or they're just, they're, I think crazy loony yeah, loon. It's, it's
1: like a, it's like a crazy
0: cliche. Put about. him in the wing of cells where everyone thinks they're people from history. Right. Like, put the, him in the Mel Brooks wing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: History of the world, part one wing. So, <laughs> they, you know, they. it's a common thing for, it's a trope of sure. someone thinks they're Napoleon, they're yep, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But maybe these were all other shadow villains. <laughs> Oh, his books like gallery. Yeah, like things. Napoleon came back from time to <laughs> and there was a cool shadow uh confrontation and
0: that got, might be. I think it might be. I'll tell you what, uh way cooler idea that they should have done for this movie, because I I plugged that podcast earlier that has all the old radio shows. Yeah. There was an, the only episode I listened to to kind of just like see what the Shadow radio play was like. And honestly, it's way cool and way better than this movie. Of course it is. There's an episode where the Shadow goes on vacation with a lady friend and gets wrapped up in a werewolf mystery. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Way better. Is that uh, Orson Welles you got there or no? It's No. This one, There is. You can find the thing with Orson Welles. I think that's on YouTube. Okay. But this at least this one that I listened to was not Orson Welles. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, but it was awesome. I was like, he's, it's got to be some sort of Hound of the Baskervilles, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm pretty sure it was a werewolf. <laughs> That's pretty dope. It was pretty badass. So yeah, whatever. We're kind of like going back. And so then it, we end with the shadow. It's this weird shadow. thing where she's like, uh, it's him and Pen- Penelope Ann Miller like leaving dinner. And she's like, go get him, shadow. And he's like, I'll meet you later. And she's like, well, how will you know where I am? And he goes, I'll know. Yep. Maybe <laughs> Peter Boyle, is my dinner ready yet? You, hey boss, are you fucking kidding me? We we just took down Genghis Khan. How about we call this a watch? Well,
1: I just got in the mood for some Peking duck. <laughs> so bring
0: the car around and shut your yapper. Boss, next week it's my fiftieth <laughs> wedding anniversary. Yep, and we might have an adventure on our hands. <laughs> I think I'm drifting into Clint Eastwood. <laughs> same same that's, That restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite steak restaurant. Yes, I mean, like, that's it. <laughs> is he at least giving this dude gas money? Like, you know, well, I feel like he's Lamont Cranston. He's a billionaire. The thing we didn't mention, I guess, there is a deleted scene, or they never even filmed it, but explaining that. A lot of things. Well, the Cranston fortune, like the Cranstons. Oh, after Breaking Bad. Right. Uh, he made a ton of money. <laughs> they made their money because I guess they were dealing in the opium trade. Oh, he just oh, brought nice. that money back? I think that's that's a thing that they wanted to set up in the movie and they cut it out, was that like Lamont Cranston is rich due to selling opium to people. I also don't think that Lamont Cranston is that good of a guy, right? Like, no. I mean, no like, he's I don't, shit. I don't understand, like, he kills people, he sells terrible drugs, he's having crazy... Like, he's a dick, and then he's like, no, I'm not so much of a dick. No, the, the, the <laughs> thing, what he is, is he's a he's an unhinged maniac
1: <laughs> who's taking out other crime leaders so that he can narrow, the, like, corner the market, He's you know? the Joker.
0: We don't yes. know if he's not selling opium. I'm not entirely sure he's not still I selling he opium. he definitely is. Yeah. Hey, Peter Boyle, we got an O-run to make. <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez, boss, another one? Shut up and tie it under your car. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not, I'm not, I don't want the fuzz checking the trunk again. Uh, let's, we don't do this often. Yeah, let's just listen to a little bit of the The, the Shadow, the movie, has mm-hmm. no popular music in it whatsoever. Well, because it's from 1931. We're set it like 1931. Danny Elfman esque stuff to its we're, credit. We're ripping I would off say. Danny Elfman, especially his Batman score.
1: Sure, but like, thank God it's not like I don't know big
0: band music. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Brian Setzer's
0: orchestra is not doing the music. Hey, Daddy O, they want me to score a movie, Billy Skeet.
1: Yeah, the, the, them and the big bad voodoo daddies. <laughs>
0: and <the> squirrel nut <laughs> <That's> zippers, zippers. <laughs> get in there. Oh, yeah, dude. You and me and the Bottle Make 3 tonight. Let's <laughs> score the shadow. But no, it's just like bad. Like <laughs> right. The shadow stuff. Um, and that's the whole movie. And then this song plays. I've been looking for an original sin One with a twist and a bit of a spin And since I've done all the old ones Till so they've all been done in Now I'm just looking And I'm gone with the wind Endlessly searching For an original sin we What even is this? This song goes on for like six minutes. The credits are about six it's minutes. It's the
1: entire credits. <laughs> yes,
0: it does. It's, it's outrageous, it's... the overproduction of this song. And then at the end, what is it, Nick, Nick
1: Fury comes out so with a 3 a shadow?
0: And it's just, it's the longest song. I was like, this is not going to go through the whole credits, right? And I'm like... <laughs> All right, we're getting kind of down to the wire, (laughs) and there's no end in sight to this song. It's 1994. Like, why isn't this like grunge or like MC Hammer or something? Or just keep it something for the kids. Keep it with the score. Yeah. Also, that would make more sense. Because, like, what are you going out to coconuts and buying the the fucking (laughs) Shadow soundtrack? Music inspired by and featured in, (laughs) and then you just got (laughs) inspired by. Man, that's the biggest rip. Shit, you didn't hear in the movie. (laughs) Yep. Uh, would anybody recommend this movie? Uh, no, it's almost fun. I think mm-hmm. it's near it. I mean, it's it. I, it's no surprise it's a colossal box office failure. It's this weird, like rocketeer light, Dick yes. Tracy dark <laughs> horseshit movie <laughs> that I, I'll never watch again. But it's only an hour and forty some odd minutes in, and, and it's okay-ish. Yeah, yeah, I think it's
1: yeah. Maybe if you're really hungover, like yes. like really hungover, <laughs> I think it could be enjoyable. But uh, you know, this is
0: like a New Year's Day kind of a movie. Oh yeah, exactly. Too hungover oh, for orange juice, kind of a kind of a morning. what a
1: way to welcome a new year. <laughs> Uh, Just like,
0: you know, you go out to the bodega because you kind of need some Diet Coke and you wind up throwing up in a garbage can. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess I'd call it a
1: super soft recommend, but mostly a nah. Well,
0: my problem with it being a hangover movie is that it's so goddamn convoluted. Every time you're passing out on the couch and waking back up, you're like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. I watched this sober and I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) So
1: you might as well be hungover.
0: It's true. (laughs) The Shadow, you might as well be hungover. (laughs) That is The Shadow from 1994, directed by Russell Malarkey, or Malarkey, whatever you want to say. There's a bunch of Malarkey in this movie, I'll tell you that much, Mother. (laughs) Big thanks to Lisa from DC for calling in and requesting this one. Now, next week, continuing the listener request month, uh, what is it that we have? A Letter from Death Row. Oh, that's next week. I believe This is... It was... uh, Described to us as a Brett Michaels passion project. Is yes, that what it is? I, no one's seen this movie. I actually uh, was at a birthday party with some people that uh, like worked show. on the movie, <laughs> that liked the show, <laughs> and they got ahead of me and they're like, "Dude, did you see that uh, uh, letter from Death Row?" And I was like, "No," and they're like, "You're not gonna like it." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, oh, great." Well, I oh. thought you were gonna say they were like, "Good luck." <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> So I guess next week we're not going to like it. Well, next week we're not going to like it, but we hope you do. Uh, until then, with a letter from Death Row, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zidek. Eric Siska. Take it easy.